Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to The Chosen Ones and Other Tropes, where I ask two published authors about their favorite tropes and the ones that make them want to cry. Um, you know The Hunger Games? And yeah, how I do know The, the Hunger cat- Games. I've heard of it. Yeah, you do know them. Yeah. <laughs> that little, that little. Essentially, what the Dursleys do to him is not parenting, it's child abuse. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, man's playing with the tea nanny. It's fine. Uh, where... <laughs> it might be familiar to you. <laughs> Not as fun though, is it? <laughs> Tragic, isn't it? Boring. <laughs> Super depressing. <laughs> I presented this one to you guys as, as bad communication. Then I tried to look it up and realized it was miscommunication, mm-hmm. which I thought was ironic. Um, <laughs> that's, that's <brilliant>. <laughs> <laughs> where, so, so talking about miscommunication, um, otherwise known as poor, bad, terrible communication, uh, it does kind of feel like a sort of low-hanging fruit uh, for writers of getting two characters to butt heads. Yeah, um, I think it's true of any trope that if it's done well enough, you don't think about it right away. Um, but there are some where, when you see it, you're kind of like, eh. but with this one, I feel like when I, for me at least, when I see it, and I, it's just so annoying, and it, mm-hmm. it, like it's so infuriating. Um, <laughs> So I was thinking of lots of examples and uh, I I imagine there's a ton that I've missed. But as is tradition, I will throw it over to one of you guys. And I feel like um, Melissa is also not going to like this. So Melissa, you can go first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely hate this. This is like my least favorite. It's something that even before we start talking about tropes, like for years, I've always said how annoying this is because it does come up quite often on soap mm-hmm. operas and because I mm-hmm. literally never leave my house I watch quite a few soap operas so I watch Coronation Street religiously have done themselves like a baby and um, they use this all the time on long running things yeah. so it'll just be that's one at the minute where somebody has a terminal illness and it would literally solve so many problems if he just told his loved ones he had a terminal illness but nope we're yeah. doing it. literally no reason given and that's the thing that bugs me the most is it's manufactured tension because if the person just said admitted their feelings in the relationship or told about their loved ones about this thing whatever it may be if they just said it and there was pretty much no reason to not say it apart from maybe a vague emotional reason it would solve all of the problems within the fiction but they've just decided not to. So it's not a real obstacle. Like it's not a real obstacle because there's yeah. a way around it. You're just choosing not to take it. And it really annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could, I was trying to think of a time when maybe, especially with emotional reasons, like somebody gives a really good reason for not telling somebody something. And I genuinely was struggling to come up with one. I'm hoping you guys have maybe come up with one because the yeah. one that sprang to my mind immediately, of course, was just when Edward in Twilight hears somebody's at a funeral and decides to immediately fly to Italy and kill himself. And I'm like, there's, oh, there's, there's a, a phone. Line. And he crushes his phone so they literally can't speak to him. He's like, you know what, guys? Yeah. I have a really cool flip phone because I'm rich and it's 2006, but I'm going to crush it so you can't even call me back. And it just, oh, so angry. So um, angry. Anyway, yeah, don't, don't love it. That might be a new record with how quickly Twilight's come up. 
but you're so right about ongoing stuff because one yeah. of my, the first things I thought of was um, you get all these TV staples, uh, ongoing series. At, at least you know these are the ones that that uh, that we grew up on. At least is that in the early 2000s when you had things like The OC, mm-hmm. um, One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, mm-hmm. and the couples have to sort of break up and get back together on like a pretty much a seasonal basis. So like those are, those are long running, but they're not even as long running as like, like Coronation Street. I'm sure they drag it out for dozens of episodes. Yeah. yeah, 63 years that's been running. (laughs) (laughs) Who's counting? But in like the OC, I remember there's so many episodes where like they, they back in the olden days when there was like a one a sort of each episode had its own story arc that was sort of isolated within that and then there was also a grander one in the background but like almost every single one of those was romantic and they all could have been resolved within the thir- the first 30 seconds of the episode if mm. you know Ryan had gone to M- Marissa and been like oh this thing but no we have to sit through and suffer the consequences of you guys refusing to say to have like a conversation. It's mm-hmm. so infuriating. Naomi, what do you think? Um so yeah, I agree. It's not for me, but it can be funny. But um so generally for, for the first part of what I said, I think um I I find bad communication actually in a lot of uh, adult thrillers and I'm not going to sit here and slag them off so um, like I'm not going to name them but um, I find that you get a married couple who don't communicate with each other mm-hmm. and a lot of the plot revolves around um, this couple who have secret bank accounts and are obviously cheating on each other and it just creates tension with capital T and I don't like that Um I just think you know it's not so hard to have an actual conversation with your spouse <laughs> like um, <laughs> and if your entire plot can be resolved by having a conversation with your spouse then you don't have enough stakes yeah but i think like we were just saying I, I actually find it quite funny in some sitcoms like i was thinking about it and there are a lot of sitcoms that use this consistently like Frasier came to mind um i think a lot of the set oh, yeah. of, of their episodes <laughs> is that Frasier thinks one thing and it's actually something else um, mm-hmm. and that occurs regularly between him and his dad, uh, similarly between Daphne and Niles. And I think you get it a lot as well with Leonard and Penny in the early days of Big Bang Theory when they just need to like communicate with each other. Um, so- and Sheldon. Sheldon, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sheldon, because, because they're both, but those, both of those, I think, because Frasier with Daphne and, and the Cranes is, is, well, the brothers, not the dad. It's, it's a class difference right and it's like this is how one group of people see yeah and that's the same as that's the same as penny and and sheldon and leonard right because they're so um it's opposite yeah exactly yeah (laughs) but that um, makes sense but it can create funny setups um if it's like a harmless miscommunication you know but um yeah it's like if it's like genuinely bad communication where people just need to have a conversation with each other then yeah that really irritates me that's a great point. I'd not even thought about that as, as like a sort of light comedy thing, yeah. which obviously is something like, I, I think they do it loads in things like Faulty Towers. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good one. Yeah. Just yeah. like a silly slapstick miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, that's not how I think when, when you talk about the miscommunication trope in romance, I don't think, I don't think that's what people think of immediately, but it, yeah, it's the same. It's the, on the same trend. I think so. Hmm. In books, I have I do think that there's a trend of it happening in, um, especially in YA trilogies. Mm. 
I think right. it happens a lot in the second book because uh, the first book often wraps with the couple together or, or on the way to, to being together. Yeah. And then um, what happened in the second book is like one of them will start acting. Sometimes it seems like out of character, but then you can kind of argue it's like, oh, well, this is because the characters actually didn't know each other very well because a lot of these books take place in a matter of like weeks or months. Mm-hmm. So uh, one example I I thought was within in Divergent. Um, oh, yeah. In the so in the first Divergent, you mostly follow Tris, but obviously she meets um, Four, mm-hmm. and that's the the romance arc there. But Four is quite kind of um, cool, calm, and collected in the first one, and then in the second one, he gets super needy and and petty, and every and he he sort of like resents Tris for not giving him all of her attention all of the time. And mm. like Mrs. Triss, whose like entire family has just yeah been taken died. away from her and like <laughs> yeah. yeah. And her brother's like <laughs> evil and like <laughs> Yeah. And and he suddenly becomes this very like petty person. And I'm like, you can you're like, yeah, sure. They didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still like really annoying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of secrets yeah. as well that clearly he's keeping because they don't appear in the first book so it's just yeah. like what's mm-hmm. the plot we're going to see the factionless why are we seeing them you'll find out when we get there hello mother it's like yeah, oh, okay so you true. just said that your mom is like the mom in the factionless i don't know why you didn't just Did you not want to like mention it earlier yeah. before her brother's yeah. nearly pushed off a moving train and is nearly murdered like, i mean if you think you about it this? her parents are really high up in abnegation it's not like it would have been a shock for her <laughs> She's yeah. she's from that kind of background anyway. Like, I don't know. Oh, why does he just not say anything? Yeah. yeah, that reminds me that there's like a subsection of this which is so annoying is when when people play uh, like the pronoun game. Um, they, they'll be talking about another character that they know and are familiar with to someone who doesn't know them, and they will cons- they'll only refer to them as he, she, them. Uh, they'll never some- say their actual name. Yeah, and then they assume it's about someone else. Or yeah. What, what, no, but like they don't even assume it's about someone else. It's just like this is not a natural. It's for the audience. It's for the reader. <laughs> I was oh, watching sorry, okay. the new Ant Man recently, mm. Quantum Mania. Um, oh, not I'm great. sorry. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, but it's the whole thing could have been resolved by Michelle Pfeiffer's character. So she she was this, in the previous Ant Man. She was like trapped in the quantum realm, and then mm. they saved her, which. And, and like, I don't mind that you're retconning stuff and like making things up, you know, after the fact, fine. But the idea is that she met this super powerful, like megalomaniac who wants to take over the universe down there. And he'd been banished and imprisoned to that, uh, that place, um, by like other people so that he would to basically protect the universe. And she decided as a character to not tell anyone about this ever. Mm-hmm. So the rest of her family and like team are like trying to get, I, I can't even remember why they're trying to get down there, but they are trying to get down there. And she's like, she's suddenly like, Oh my God, no, you can't go down there. And like out of the blue, she, you know, she's never talked about this or anything like that before. And it gets even worse because even when they all get stranded down there, she still doesn't tell them. And she just keeps referring to this person as like him. Oh, he'll find mm. us. And I'm like, what's going on? And who talks like that? <laughs> <laughs> Although Naomi's right. It is also used for, they think they're talking about somebody else. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, that yeah. is also equally as annoying. And if you just asked, well, who are you talking about? It's like, oh, yeah. I see. It was this person or a lot. It's like just in real life, you just use people's names. 
they stop being weird <laughs> yeah. about it which yeah. just, actually just, happens yeah. in shrek you know when <laughs> fiona is talking about how ugly she is as an ogre yes. and shrek thinks that yes. she is talking he about him it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's so that's much like communication a, in Shrek. That's like a, in the second yeah. one, where Shrek's father-in-law won't just say, "Hey, I'm the king. I'm a frog. We're being blackmailed." No, yeah, the whole plot. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just tell your daughter what's happening? I mean, for goodness' sake, she lived in a tower with a dragon for ten years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. I actually, I don't mind the. The, the frog one's dumb with the dad, but the, I don't actually mind the other one. I don't know why, because it, it feels like I'm being unfair to the other examples of this, but that doesn't seem so, like, it seems so in, uh, um, in character for Shrek, who is, like, very yeah, sensitive. Yeah, because he's quite defensive, lived, yeah. I see yeah. what you mean, but then what about when... But that, that's It okay. depends if the whole... Yeah, and if the whole plot revolves around it, though, it's annoying. So I don't know if yeah, you've like exactly. read or yeah. seen Atonement, but, but the entire plot <laughs> oh, revolves around my misunderstands what's happening. The entire plot is that Bryony looks through a peephole at her sister being a bit naughty with James McAvoy, and then she's like, "That's it, I'm going to tell everyone that like he's raping her." And it's just like, "Oh, what's happening? What? Why are you not just asking people questions? No, we must haul them away immediately by the police and have several years with sad stuff happening." It's just like, oh. Why are we believing this small child? That means it's awful. Why aren't we just having a conversation? Oh. So true. And it's the and whole plot, and that bugs me. Yeah. What I what I did notice is it happens um, happens a lot in romance stuff, uh, which is probably why it's like generally considered a romance trope. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I believe it's because it's one it, having a miscommunication is one of the. It usually comes in, the, it's the like third act. It's the dark night of the soul. It's the all is lost moment, yeah. which you kind of need. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the only ways to have the two characters who you've built up as a couple to this point fall out, think that it's all over, but while saving face for both of them. Because in theory, neither of them was doing the bad thing. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, I mean, it can still be annoying, but there's one that I thought of, which is in Stardust. Mm-hmm. Um, where they, it's right towards the end of the film that they have, they've gotten together. They're staying at this inn and inexplicably he wakes up before her, goes downstairs oh, and leaves a yeah. message with the, with the innkeeper who yes. seems like an idiot. I do remember uh, this. And he is an idiot. And he, yeah, but it's like, you didn't write a message. He literally gave him yeah, like a verbal message and there's like, this guy doesn't seem switched on uh and he's supposed to like give it back to her and then it was like it was also like a stupid game of um word order and punctuation where he was like he was like oh i just he he told me to tell you that he's sorry but he's found the woman he wants to spend the rest of something like that yeah and it makes it seem like he's good he's like dumping Dumping her her. after they've like slept together via text yeah (laughs) yeah and then she goes and does the edward cullen and goes to kill herself in the sunlight (laughs) (laughs) And it's he could like, have just woken her doing? up, like yeah, yeah. just wake or her up. It's note. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't she wake up? Like I, I would I, rather I be woken up. Yeah. <laughs> I would wake but but I do think it's it, they do it in, in. I think it's a lot of romance because it is a way of not kind of like tarnishing both of your characters too much, whilst also creating a conflict after they've already gotten together. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, they do it a lot in um, After and also To All the Boys I've Loved Before. It's quite uh-huh. common yeah, in yeah, all yeah. of those movies. Oh, Pretty yeah. much every single one has some form of... Oh, like, okay. So the big one I always think of is, you know, where they say, I always think of my dog Skip with this, where he tries to abandon <laughs> Skip and then he says, go on, get, I don't love you no more. But obviously he does love Skip and mm-hmm. he's pretending he doesn't love him. And like every romance usually has something like that. So at the end of the first after he says, well, it uh, doesn't matter, Tessa, that it was a bet because I never loved you anyway. I'm a bad boy. You, you're you not right for me. You're not cool enough. And she's like, <laughs> oh, and goes home on the bus to like her house or whatever. So I think that's quite a common one as well, where they pretend not to love them because they're not good enough for them. That's like I a hate- really common one. That oh, I hate that. <laughs> also, Melibor, I think you're ready to record audiobooks because that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I do all the voices. Please uh, <laughs> on my website. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Hating Game has it as well. I mean, I've I watched the movie recently, so I've got it all. It has all the tropes in it, and there's yeah, the, it's, and that it's the same as like tall boys I love before and stuff like that. That something that's so common in a lot of these is the overhearing a conversation out of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the hating game, she overhears the, the 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 they're supposed to be him and her are competing for the same job basically, and she overhears him telling his boss um, like she oh she's not going to be a problem or something, and she then assumes that he has been like faking the relationship with her and he's just trying to undermine her so that he can take the job. And then it, you find out later that he's actually taken a job somewhere else. And I'm like, it's just, he could, it's just annoying. You know, he could How are these people said, not nosy? How are these people not nosy? How do they not ask? If I ever heard a conversation, I'd creep around that corner and be like, what's going on? What, what are we talking about? Where, where's that? I'm so nosy. Like all these people just walk away and then the rest of the conversation sometimes continues and it like outlines what's actually happening. It's like, why? I am so nosy and I love confronting people. So I would have jumped out like jacuzzi. What is happening here? But it's even worse because then eventually they're like kind of he like corners her because she's being weird and avoiding him and then they like get it all out and then he still doesn't tell her because he has to keep the new job a secret for Mm. now and i'm like you're you're dating like this is obviously causing her great stress (laughs) (laughs) but also do you not think it's like a sign of immaturity as well that they don't just talk to each other and confront yeah definitely yeah I, i can't get behind characters like that there's gotta be more for me you, you know like then if, if you if you hear someone you lose here, respect for the character right yeah exactly you would i personally would go and talk to them like you have just said mother you know if they don't i'm like why you're an idiot <laughs> yeah so yeah what do you guys okay do you guys think there's a line and a, a sort of like a, a line that separates bad communication from a well-written misunderstanding Mm. this is what i was trying to think of this is the problem i was trying to think of a well written understanding unfortunately i realized in a book that i've written and i'm editing (laughs) i have technically 
what is probably miscommunication or rather so this is like a common one so it's not a spoiler particularly for my book because it's like a common like trope that's used so it's um hiding something for somebody's own good but actually is for their own good so not like mm-hmm. in my dog skip where he says go on get but like actually knowing that if you tell them something it will physically or emotionally harm them so you mm-hmm. hide it so mm-hmm. they don't know about it that's the only example i can think of where it's sometimes done well that would make me feel more sorry for the character especially if it's done in a selfless way so it's not just done in a petulant i don't want to talk about it kind of way it's done in a and but i'm trying to think of a specific example i don't know if you guys have one of where it's actually it it would be better and you think to yourself oh yeah if you told them that actually that would be worse so you really shouldn't tell them even yes i can think of an example i don't think it necessarily has to be a situation where if the thing was told it would be worse because it could be it can be miscommunication but it can Mm -hmm. be i was thinking of pride and prejudice where the miscommunication is between elizabeth mr darcy and then mr wickham who obviously mr wickham is like lying and presenting a different story to mr darcy but from what elizabeth sees it's uh she sees that mr darcy is the villain and mr wickham is the is the valiant yeah 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 but that's just because mr wickham lies to her though right yeah i guess i guess it's not really miscommunication when one person is active i was going to ask that is it like if it's lying (laughs) is it miscommunication (laughs) or is it the communication they wanted all along yeah no that's true true. (laughs) (laughs) no i'd agree with that did you say you had one naomi yeah, it was a book I read mm. and it was really, really good. Uh, it was about a mother and a daughter. It was an adult book. Um, and the, so it was, was going to get dark here, so stay with me. Um, <laughs> but, um, the, the mother and daughter never got on. Like the mother always treated the daughter badly, um, like kind of resentfully. And the daughter never knew why. And then she grew up and the mum sort of had dementia as she was getting older. Um, and so she was slipping in and out of the past a lot. Um, and basically the daughter found out that the mum was SA'd when she was younger. And so the daughter was the product of that. And that was why they had such a bad relationship. Um, and I was like, I think that counts because like what you were saying, it's for your good, your greater good, that like you don't know the mm-hmm. truth. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah that that would yeah that was yeah not a happy yes. ending but <laughs> <laughs> how we she laughed. found out why mm. <laughs> <laughs> one way to resolve it <laughs> um i just thought of one as well mm-hmm. and naomi you've not seen the last of us have you no not yet it's well not on- i'll just yeah. say there is one in the last of us and i think potentially it's a it's better without communication. Yeah, um, agreed. But I won't say yeah. any more. Than that. <laughs> this yeah. is the problem, though. When it's when it's part of like, well, it's not the whole plot, at least in Last of Us, but it is. It's a big. It's a big part of it at some point. Whereas I was just thinking, isn't like every M Night Shyamalan film miscommunication? <laughs> um, and then I thought I'm about to spoil like 15 films if I talk about that. So maybe maybe I shouldn't do that. But I was like, the village, yeah. Definitely. The others, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are several things where people are misunderstanding what's happening. Sixth Sense, yeah, some cues. But, but are they misunderstanding it because of the other people not telling them? In the village, yes. In the village you are, yeah. yeah. I think the others is as much as a discovery for them and as it is for the audience. Yeah, although although she, she did do the thing. 
<laughs> no spoilers. Um, she did do the thing. She's just. I don't know why we stopped doing spoilers now. Oh, she did do the. She did do the thing. She did do yeah. the thing, right? Whoa. Miscommunication. I forgot about that. I was only not spoiling for Naomi's benefit. We spoil everything <laughs> yeah, <okay>. else. <laughs> Sixth Sense. The if you haven't seen the Sixth Sense at this point, then come on, guys. Yeah. Um, the, d- does the, the the boy know that he's dead? It's a bit ambiguous because the boy he doesn't know I, anything. I, in a way, d- he does. I think he knows before the guy does and chooses not to tell him. I think he discovers yeah. at one point that he's dead and thinks, "Oh, I'd, I'd best not say anything. So it'll freak him out." Um, I think the boy knows from the start. You think he knows from the start? He at least knows before the guy, definitely. Yeah, but no, I think he he pretends to the guy. He doesn't want to talk to him, you know. It's not because he's a therapist. It's not because he's... He definitely knows. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe it is kind of miscommunication. Yeah. In the village, everyone's lying to Bryce Dallas Howard. I think it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because she's blind, so she doesn't know, which is very ableist and awful, actually, now I think about it. But yeah, that's like the entire plot hinges on everybody's lying to a certain sector of people in the village. And even at the end, you don't know whether she knows what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what I'm realizing is that when it's done well, it's 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 really great use of I think it has to use dramatic irony. So the the audience mm. or the reader has to be has to know something that at least one of the characters doesn't and that's how this works Mm -hmm. i guess you wouldn't you would only be able to identify it after the fact if you didn't know that i I like it when you know something a character doesn't and you're like waiting for that character to discover for the penny to drop which i guess is maybe the point of an m night shyleman film is that they're dropping clues for you so if you work it out then you feel yeah worked it out before the very famous lead actor works it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in Unbreakable, though, which is another one of his good ones, um, mm. because one character is actively lying to the other. Yeah, and um, lying, that's we've decided, is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's, cause it, it's, yeah, one, there's nothing, there's no miscommunication. Yeah, I involved. agree. One character is presenting a narrative that is not true. What about um, Shutter Island? Do you think that counts? Hmm. Um, they're, That's a little oh, bit I don't know, because they're kind of lying to him, aren't they? Really, oh, yeah, they are they're lying trying... to him. Yeah, yeah. they're leading him through a scenario, one, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so but but, but I, again, I would say, yeah, they are in control of a narrative that they are presenting. There's, a, mm-hmm. I think, for miscommunication to work, both people have to be confused about the thing. Yeah. So so like the. There's usually one person who, so let's say, uh, what was the, the, the scrunchie in To All the Boys I Loved Before, right? Yeah. That, like, she misunderstands because of, she doesn't have the context um, or understand or can't read his mind. Yeah. And then he doesn't understand because he's not sure what happened and why it's a big deal. Because mm, he didn't yeah. see it as a big deal. So he, that big deal. So he's not really sure. And he also didn't know that she overheard. So the miscommunication, I think, has to happen on both sides. For it yeah. to be the full, like yeah. in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. How did we miss that one? <laughs> the worst miscommunication of all time. Very oh bad ending. Guess. Guys, spoilers for Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> that I thought that potentially this comes into it. Let me know what you guys think. Sometimes characters who, like, can it be miscommunication if the character, for whatever reason, 
Um, it's just a character that, that doesn't speak much, whether that's like a language barrier trauma or like, because they aren't much of a talker or whatever. Mm. So I, th- I think that's okay because that's down to characterization. Yeah. So like if your character has a genuine reason for why this mis- miscommunication has occurred, then that's fine with me. You've, you've substantiated it. There's, there's a reason, but if it's just like yeah. genuinely two people just need to have a conversation um, then that's where it doesn't work. But if it's if it's because that character is shy or generally has crap communication skills, um, you know, that's different. Yes. No, mm. that's true. Because I was thinking of something like The Terminal with Tom Hanks, where uh, he's yeah. stranded at JFK Airport, but he doesn't speak mm. English. Yeah. But that's not, but surprisingly, there's something very wholesome about that because even though he doesn't speak the language, he does communicate surprisingly well with all the yeah. people that, that that live there through his actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's actually good communication. It's just limited communication, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Whereas miscommunication yeah. seems to have either an emotional pull or like a sort of, I guess not an evil pull because we're saying that's just lying if you're trying to make <laughs> sure somebody doesn't understand something on purpose. Yeah. So I guess usually we're talking about it in an emotional sense of miscommunication, right? So it's like either a reason that they're trying to make you believe something or that somebody's just kicking off and walking away before hearing the whole conversation because they're emotionally connected to the outcome of that conversation. In which case, then... Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If it's like we were, ta- we were trying to find good examples of this and we were saying, oh, well, if someone's withholding information because, of it, because, the, because it's going to be detrimental if they release it, it's going to be worse if they release it, then that's then not poor communication by our own definition we just gave because that person's it's not, they're not lying but they're lying by withholding information yeah yeah so okay. they're in control of that narrative that they're not misunderstanding anything no i guess it so depends true, yeah. it just depends for me how it affects the plot because if it then affects the plot negatively and the entire plot could be solved by having one <laughs> sentence yeah. of communication it does yeah, still annoy true. me that's true <laughs> it can't get around well it. Here's an example for you. Elsa and Anna in Frozen. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, just show your magic power. Stop sitting in your room. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Like, if Elsa had just been honest with her and told Anna about it. Yeah. Um, she she would... showed it when she was younger. Exactly. Yeah, okay. There yeah. was, like, a small accident where she got a concussion or something. Oh, Fine. But, like, but honestly, on. I Kids feel... fall over all the time. Elsa, sorry, she was like terrorized into not talking about it, and the, the yeah, trolls her parents like, were awful. I'm glad they died on that ship. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second okay, time we've said that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how useless were the trolls as well? They just they didn't have I any answers. Awful. They took them to the That's trolls so for help, and they had they had help. terrible communication. Yeah. The, the trolls are the real villain. Like they're the real exactly. miscommunication. Yeah, they, they speak in riddles. Insane. Yeah, like insane things to do, and then they interpreted it very badly. That's the, yeah. that's the miscommunication. It's between yeah. the trolls and the parents. Yeah. That's true. yeah. <laughs> so Elsa was like Idiots. scared into staying quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she well. should have just told her sister. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you, mm. 
It's interesting. What about when a character can't express themselves? Is that so? So I was thinking also of um, Stranger Things and mm -hmm. in the early seasons, Eleven, where Eleven doesn't really say anything. Yeah, she doesn't um, talk. And, and and if we're gonna if we're gonna sort of define it loosely as something as can the can the plot be affected dramatically if this person just said one thing? If mm. Eleven literally just like talked about what had happened and you know things in season one a lot could you know we we could have gotten along a lot quicker yeah but then mm -hmm. obviously her trauma i guess comes into yeah. it so it's harder to be annoyed with her about that whereas yeah. like jacob in twilight again um <laughs> he's like oh there's that bit where he literally can't say can he and he's trying to get her to remember the story he told her on the beach because he's a oh werewolf yeah that's he's true, not allowed yeah. to say because the alpha but then you find out later he could have just been the alpha it's like, well, come on, Jacob. It's like when you want to break free. That's like, got like a whole load of plot holes to it as well. Like, honestly. <laughs> it does, yeah. He's like, I literally can't tell you. But then as soon as she knows he is allowed to tell her, so I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam Yuli. It's great. <laughs> Sam Yuli. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. I'm trying to think if there's any miscommunication in Hunger Games, but I've just, I'm just coming up blank. Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, apart from the, one. the plot of the second <gasps> well, one where they don't tell her that they need her to be alive to lead the revolution and um, but, but all again, the other tributes are in on it. That's yeah, them but, lying by omission, right? But what about Gail who sends in those bombs in the ba in the last movie and her yeah, sister dies? Yeah, that is dies. miscommunication actually. That, he comes up with the idea to bomb all those kids. And he doesn't tell then, her about it. And then it. she's like, was that your idea? And he says, I don't know. Like, yeah, okay. It's like, well, it was Reaper. <laughs> GTFO, <laughs> the Prim Reaper himself, but well, not not terrible ones. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. This might be the trope that isn't really so obvious in the Hunger Games. Yes, and I we think got it in Twilight though. We got yes. it multiple times in Twilight. <laughs> it is so every, we're fine. That was I've mentioned the same Twilight movie twice, and there were like five <laughs> movies. I mean, that's yeah. shocking. <laughs> oh uh, well, if you know if Twilight, then usually also Fifty Shades of Grey. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's very true. You always wonder, though, in these, we've mentioned a few that got really big on Wattpad first, which, by the way, I'm totally for. Like, do it. If you, you write a story on Wattpad and it does really well, absolutely mm -hmm. good for you. Like, amazing. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it does mean that, obviously, you hit certain plot holes to do with they hadn't come up with that idea yet because they were writing 3,000 words per chunk for Wattpad. Yes. They weren't yeah. coming up with a whole book. And then Penguin came along and went, we want to buy it. And you have to string it together now and they kind of force them at gunpoint to string it together. Well, what's going to happen is obviously loads of miscommunication to cover up any plot holes that might appear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is no one's fault, really. So I kind of don't mind it as much. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that, um, spoilers for My Love Life and the Apocalypse by uh -oh. Melissa Welliver, do you think that, I think there's a little miscommunication uh towards the end um with echo and pandora where where they sort of start go where 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 echo goes is sep they sort of go separate uh, yeah. ways yeah yeah they have a big fight big spooky fight gotcha because yeah, they misunderstand each other don't they but at least they yeah. try and it's talk like, it out <laughs> yeah it's yeah. bad communication but because they're both coming at it from different directions i think exactly because she mm. wants to trust in humanity and he is very skeptical of that Yes. I suppose it's technically still bad communication. I guess if they were better at listening to each other, but they are teenagers. 
yeah. so <laughs> never going to be very good at that i guess yeah i think that but i think that one works and i think the reason it works is because as you say they're torn between he, he's got he's the pull of he's not actually he, uh, human he's he's a robot and he's innately distrusting and they've treated him very badly whereas mm-hmm. she is you know other than these people it seems like the last human like she wants to be with her own kind so there is they both have distinct pulls to to kind of pull away from each other and they yes. do try and talk it out i think i think that's a well that's a well done one yes whilst being yeah. somewhat minor to the main story it's very well done guys actually in that example that applause. james just brought up yeah so, <laughs> i think everyone so. should just you should have a moment just to appreciate how well done that was i think also it doesn't affect the entire plot and there was That's a really it. because it's yeah. a dual narrative yeah. there's a really important reason they need to go and do their own stuff for a little bit mm-hmm. basically yeah. to plow the plot on so i almost use it to plow on the plot as opposed to a plot point that could easily be solved because they need to go and discover other stuff but you know i quite like it though because it may, it makes them go off and be independent for a little bit like yes. you say but yeah. like they come That's to basically their, why. to their own to come to the same conclusion separately and then come right. back together and i just think that's yes. really nice so you you you, get uh, it. you win really that nice, isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's brief too and i think that's yeah, I think that's, that's the trick true. with this trope is you mm. you can't have the whole plot line hinge on it or like no. you, I mean, you can but i don't like it if you have like a like in in small amounts i think it's fine i think you we, you know we all misunderstand each other it's just human nature yeah that's true so that's fair it's realistic i think in small amounts but it's um and if you guys watch ted lasso is really good at this because ted lasso the kind of twist that Ted Lasso is on sort of most television shows is that um, misunderstandings happen, arguments happen, and then they're usually resolved within the same episode right. because the characters go and talk to each other and have a really meaningful conversation and it's very wholesome. And that's what makes the show so good because mm-hmm. they kind of defy your expectations of other TV shows where it's like, oh, great, this annoying thing has happened and it's going to drag on for ages and for no reason they're just going to argue, but they don't. They go and talk, the characters will talk and they'll come, they'll explain what they what they were both thinking and then they'll come to a uh, Yeah, a you're right. Ground. The annoyance is worth it if there's a really good resolution from it. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, I was angry, but I feel like I have been like made content now. <laughs> by what's happened i'm satisfied it's a great way for the character to show growth as well if Mm. they they're like i got angry at you i shouldn't have done that you know if they they literally take accountability and then they go and 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 yeah that's this is literally ted lasso like through and through (laughs) um we like to round these episodes off with uh potential traps dangers um within these tropes so with poor communication a lot of complaining one of those one of those tropes that can really take people out of a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you guys, do you guys think there's anything like inherently, you know, dangerous or like to, to look out for as a writer thinking about doing something along these lines? Mm, like toxic. Toxic or, or just like as, you know, how, how could you write this? Because sometimes you, you might just need, it's a planned thing usually. It's unlikely you're going to accidentally do this so you know what 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 do you think people should look out for and if there is anything you guys think is toxic about this if if you're writing it as part of a romance i wouldn't have it as your a plot where you have a miscommunication because that means that your entire book could be solved by one conversation Yes. Um, so I would have it as like like what melva did just have it as like a little occurrence within the book 
and just it'd be nice, short and sweet little visit to that trope. Yeah, I think. Yeah, have it because because in my love life, it's you use it as you say. It's a device to split them up briefly, but this is like two thirds of the way through the the book already, and they mm-hmm. they both have a sort of growth arc, which brings them back together. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 whole story doesn't hinge on a single. Yeah. I think that's such a good. Actually, that's such a good way to look at it. Make sure that your whole story doesn't hinge on two people just having a yeah, conversation. Yeah. That is very <laughs> annoying when it's yeah. something that it's just, for me, it's the manufactured tension, which annoys me in every trope we talk about. If it's manufactured tension, which means that I, when I get to an obstacle in a book, I want to think, oh, wow, how are they going to get out of this one? I don't want to think, well, if you just don't walk away, oh, you're still walking away. Okay. I mean, you could just say, nope, never mind. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess this is <laughs> happening now. I guess. <laughs> This is how it's going to be. I want to like be wondering how they're going to solve it and be pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, what a great way to solve this problem. I don't want to know the answer to the problem is a two second conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's annoying. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you like know as well, because you're like, oh, you know, this this could have just been an email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's really no need for this email. entire plot. <laughs> That's true. When you know, when the reader knows, it is actually even more annoying. It's, all, exactly. it's still still annoying a bit when the reader doesn't know. You can usually see it coming from a mile away. Mm. However, it is even more annoying when you know, no, you know how you both feel. Just say, yeah. oh God, we've got five more books in the series. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're not just saying, never mind. <laughs> I think if, if you're writing a comedy, um, perhaps you can get away with it a little bit more. Um, yeah. If, if it creates humor, yeah. if, if it creates something that you actually genuinely enjoy, but in, in which case then it's, again, it wouldn't be the A plot, would it? It would just be something that happens yeah. that creates this. Yeah. I think if it's for humor, then it's also going to be usually for like a sort of one joke or like a series yes. of jokes, yeah, which means it will be short lived, whether you can do it multiple times, but I think, yeah, it just needs to be sprinkled in. It's probably going to be a lot more harmless as well miscommunication rather than like someone sleeping with someone else i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> well the miscommunication would be that they that the character thinks they slept with someone else but they actually didn't sleep with someone there else. there you go that's what it is yeah. <laughs> yeah but i think it's not like there's i don't really see anything toxic or like problematic about it no it's a hard one to get right not much less so than other ones we've seen the only one i can think that makes me genuinely sad is the atonement example because horrible things <laughs> happened to him on the basis of this small child looking through a keyhole but... yeah she was so unlikable oh gosh she's awful isn't <laughs> I don't she think i've ever actually hated someone more and i've you know <laughs> i've watched harry potter a lot and i don't like umbridge <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, before we wrap up, I did have an honorable mention and I didn't mention it because it's not a television movie or, or, or a book beforehand, but Uh-oh. the Pina Colada song is bad communication. Oh. It is. It's my favorite short story, the Pina Colada song. It's the wow, best short story really of all time. It's so yeah. weird. I love it. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. They just married couple each who, other, who want to have an affair, but then and put ads in the, You know weird. how old it is. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, put ads in the find paper. their own <laughs> super weird but it would have a happy ending so but yeah, it's comedy as well so it works yeah like naomi said it's yeah for a comic reason like at the end they go oh you <laughs> it's great it's gonna be That's toxic together <laughs> <laughs> thanks for putting up with our nonsense for another episode to stay tuned to everything we're up to you can follow the podcast on all socials at the chosen tropes follow melissa at meliver naomi at naomi g writes and jamie at jamie x greenwood 
don't forget to check out Naomi and Melissa's books as well as the Right and Wrong podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next trope. <laughs>